most awkward five seconds of my life we're back <laughs> with episode three of illogically sound i'm noah arnold and i am jacob donald bitter uh for those of you not in the know i think i did i mention this in the last episode you mean the one recorded like four months ago yeah <laughs> uh we need to wait like five seconds at the start of the episode uh just like five seconds of straight silence so that i can do the do noise special, reducing and whatever yeah. in the edit whatever so the first five seconds of the podcast are always me hitting the play button, and then awkwardly waddling my way back to my seat while we wait five seconds and trying not to make any noise. Well, that's because we awkwardly sit about 10 feet apart while having like an intimate conversation. Because we have to. We have to sit so far apart so that... Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to. But it makes it easier in the edit. Very true. All right. We're back. We're here. That was the intro? That's the intro. (laughs) We're back for episode three. Three times the episodes... Uh, it's still only one quote. And like what, two thirds the upload schedule or something like that? Yes. Hopefully. Okay, it only took me like a month to edit the last one. Yeah. I mean, I didn't start till the middle of the summer. Mo- it also took us four months to record the next one. That's because true. of summer. But all right, here we are. In bit, you have our third quote, a third quote ever. All right, I think this quote is our. It's our first quote that has an actual person behind it. There's so an actual, just, this is a real person? Yes. Is this a famous person or is this just... Um, depending on your circles, maybe. So I'm guessing a no. Um, probably not to you. Okay. Um, which may become evidently clear when I tell you who it is. Okay. It's from this lady whose name is Kat Zingano. Who? Uh, imagine, if you will. Dragons. No. Imagine, if you will, a lady... You with me so far? Yes, a lady. Um, a woman. One of a female character. Yes. A uh, really strong woman who fights people for a living. Like MMA, UFC. Oh, I thought you were talking more like uh, Che Guevara, but a woman. <laughs> That's what I imagined, fighting like, people I, for a living. I, like, I was hoping to go with like Sharkeisha or someone like that. Who? You know, the girl who like was beating up her friend and her friends were like, Sharkeisha, no. Stop, Sharkeisha. But they weren't, they're standing there recording on their phones. I have no idea what you're talking you about. You missed out in like 20, 2014. But 2014 was a year. Five years ago. True. But, all right. So, quote. She said the quote Nothing always stays the same. You don't stay happy forever. You don't stay sad forever. I'm gonna read. I, I'm gonna redo I that don't know though. if that was caught on. I'm gonna yeah. do that. I'm gonna do that. I don't know if that was caught on the mic, but we just heard a hissing sound come from outside this room, and we're not sure who it was. Maybe re- it's basilisk. Maybe it's just a gas I'm leak. I'm gonna redo that. All right. She says, "Nothing always stays the same. You don't stay happy forever. You don't stay sad forever." One more <laughs> time. Nothing always stays the same. You don't stay happy forever. You don't stay sad forever. Well, what do you think, Noah? Um, well, my first thought when I heard the quote was, nothing always stays the same is a dumb way to put it. Okay. Uh, but thinking it, more about the essence of the quote rather than the, uh, mm-hmm. the actual grammatical say, structure if, if of the were, quote. If you're going to say, well, yeah, obviously, like that's what you said like the last couple of times. 
Because, I mean, they have been a lot of like, yeah, obviously, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's more. Yeah. Uh, nothing always stays the same. So it's, I mean, it's a good thing to remember all the time and especially you know connected with the second you know you don't Mm -hmm. stay happy forever but you also don't stay sad forever yeah it's like it's like sobering in both ways Mm. um where like it can lift you up if you're feeling sad but also can like bring you back to earth if you're too high it's like the whole it's this whole interesting feeling i sometimes think about like you can imagine dragons you you can imagine (sighs) you can imagine like oh you make the the last second buzzer beater shot in a basketball game mm-hmm. or something of that nature. And like everybody's cheering. Yeah. And they lift you up on their shoulders and that's great. And then that's like when the, the movie like takes the picture and that's like the end and of the movie. And it freeze frames and then the credits roll. Yeah. But then you don't like the part you never see is like they get to the end of the court, the end of the field and they set you down and you're like, yeah. And then, you know, you've got practice on Monday. Yeah. And then you screw up in practice. Your coach yells at you. And like it just kind of brings you back down to earth a little bit, mm-hmm. like those sorts of things that you see in movies, like those awesome moments, like they just don't last. It's like humbling and sobering at the same time. Yeah, it makes me, it makes me think of Harry Potter a little bit, because you know, why? Because okay, oh, in, like every summer, every yeah, summer, yeah. And in mm-hmm. the the later ones, especially where he's got all that teen angst, uh, like <laughs> Harry Potter five and the teen angst, and the teen angst crew, yeah, the teen angst crew fighting the power yeah and he's just everyone's like harry stop being a jerk and he's like i'm the chosen one i'm like i'm super cool and whatever i'm so angry all the time i saw my friend die and Mm -hmm. i'm harry potter and we're Mm -hmm. doing terrible british accents Mm -hmm. and he's yeah he's very you know like i'm the chosen one this is my thing and i'm a teen and i'm angsty and whatever but everyone's like hey harry you're still a guy Mm. Fun fact, uh, you still have to, like, we're all still dealing with stuff, too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not just you. Yeah. Uh, you're not the coolest person in the world. Hermione is the coolest person in the world. She's pretty cool. They wouldn't get anywhere if it wasn't for Hermione. What about, um... I'm leaving all of this silence in. I was trying to think... Like, because the second one, she gets petrified, but like yes. she had the information. Yeah, but it was still, she still did it. And like the fifth one, I don't know. I haven't read the fifth or, fifth or sixth book. I've seen the movies, though. Religiously watch the movies. Hmm. Every Harry Potter weekend I catch at home. It's always Harry Potter weekend when I go home, too, which is very weird. See, I feel like it's always Star Wars weekend. Because was we it watch, like we TNT? watch different channels. <laughs> Like TNT is always having a Star Wars. They're like, oh man, it's crazy. Mm. We're having a Star Wars marathon. I'm like, you guys have this like all the time. Yeah, but it's actually fun when the Harry Potter marathons show up. Wow. Well, that's because I haven't seen the prequels in a while. That's fair. We've talked about this off air. But back to the quote. Mm -hmm. With, uh, you know, nothing always stays the same. Sorry, I was just trying to think of that in a different grammatical context. Nothing always stays the same. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not the quote, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the idea is nothing stays the same. Mm. But if it's nothing always stays the same, what is nothing, and why does it always stay the same? No, I don't know. Like you're sciencey enough to know about entropy and whatever, mm. so like everything is all chaotic. 
You know? That is true. At a, mm-hmm. On a very basic level, nothing always stays the same because of entropy. Mm-hmm. Part of the 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 quote I really wanted to kind of focus mm-hmm. in on is this like idea of forever a little bit. Okay. Like, like what is forever? What is always? What's I'm always like, more like what is like what is forever? Because like it's sort of like the thing with numbers. Mm-hmm. Like once you get to a certain point, like the numbers don't mean anything. Like you can't in your head rationalize a million versus a billion or a billion to like a trillion. Like the numbers are just so big and so inconceivable. They don't mean anything. Yeah. Unless um, you have some sort of like a physical thing maybe to yeah, represent like, you, them. Like you can kind of see it. Um, They do those diagrams on the internet where like here's a million dollars mm-hmm. and then like they like scale it up and then like a trillion dollars just this like gigantic cube of money. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, remember when the uh, the Powerball was like seven billion or whatever? No, because it never has been. Seven million? Was it seven million? Seven million would not be a remarkable Powerball number. What, it was what? like 1.3 billion. Is 1.3 bit or something like that? That's when we got lottery tickets the one time. 1.3 billion, whatever. Look, see, this once again goes to show uh, how how little I comprehend large amounts of money. Sure. And also how little I remember from two years ago. But we walked there. Yeah, I know. And this is well, that's where I'm going with okay. this. On our way there, we had that conversation about like, what would you do with a mm-hmm. billion dollars? And, it's just and so, yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. through things in my head, and then I'm like, I, I was like. I'm going to like, you know, I'll pay off my student loans and I'll mm-hmm. help my family pay for their student loans and I'll like give some money to charity and whatever and I'll buy a Tesla and whatever. And I'm going through the math in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm scaling all of this up. I'm scaling all of this up to millions of dollars. This is hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. that I'm actually talking like about. You've, you've, There's so much you've more given money. given away a million dollars. Yeah. That's like less than a percent or whatever. Yeah. There's so much more money there. Than I can possibly actually yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. Or then you think about someone like Bill Gates, who's got like eighty-seven billion dollars, yeah. or like Bezos or whatever. Yeah, you just have this in, these insane amount of insane amount of net worth and just hordes of money. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And I do like I honestly do not know what I would do with that sort of money. I don't know why mm-hmm. those people keep working. It's weird. It feels. At that point, do you need more money? No. Well, it's, it's, it's the kinda, answer is it's no. Kinda this, but like, it's almost like imagine if you dragons. Will. I do that every time. <laughs> I gotta stop coming up with hypothetical situations. And in your mind's eye, see that there's a balloon. Yes. Like you blow up a balloon. You okay. It. You've seen balloons before. I have seen um, balloons. And if like, but if you want to like, you play that game where you try to keep it up in the air, mm-hmm. like you have to like keep hitting it up and stuff. It's kind of like the whole like net worth money. If you want something, you have to like keep working at it. Like got to keep that thing up as opposed to like, if because if you stop doing it, the balloon's just going to fall and sink. Oh well, yeah. So, but when you've got 87 gajillion dollars, the balloon sinks very slowly. Not necessarily though. That's true, because they do also have a like higher cost Bitcoin. of living. What? Bitcoin. Why are we talking about... Wait, how are we switching to Bitcoin Because here? Bitcoin, like it, it, like, it rose and rose, and then it just fell. That's true. Like, like, like stuff like... Not everything, like... like or guess, like, just yeah, like stock I, market stuff just can, like, go. Yeah, so much of their money isn't in, like, actual physical uh, Scrooge McDuck mm-hmm. 
coin pool. pool. Yeah. Uh, it, a lot of it's in stocks and real estate and mm. all that boring stuff. So then like, how do we do that same thing with like time though? I think time is so much harder because it's, it's, uh, it's almost, it's like, it's just beyond yourself, yeah, which is like, a hard like realm to think about. Yeah. It's possible to have, I think, uh, some sort of a comprehension of a million dollars, a billion dollars, yeah. a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. just because there are physical things that we can use to represent that and mm-hmm. we can, you know, see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our experience is only, you know, so far 20 ish years. Yeah. And it's how do we comprehend beyond that? It's, it's really, I think it's a trap we can fall into as human beings because you gather all this information like about your life. Cause like there's just so much that happens within your like 20, 30, 40 years or whatever that you're on earth yeah. at the time. And so like thinking of things changing slowly over greater periods of time, isn't that it seems like to your mind that that's reasonable. Mm hmm. But and like in reality, so much stuff happens that you don't even understand. Like, what's going on in Africa right now, Noah? You know, like I don't know. Someone was born on your same birthday, has had the same amount of time as you, and has had completely different experience. Well, I mean, statistically, how many kids are born every day? Any idea? One plus. I think it's it's a few thousand are born every day. So statistically, so I, so I was right. There are probably More. dozens of people that have had my exact same amount of time and very different experiences. Mm-hmm. And what is it? There are like seven people in the world that look just like you, too. Something like that, yeah. That's weird, though slightly off topic. In mm-hmm. any case, the idea that they've spent their 20 years mm-hmm. far differently than I've spent mine is a weird existential thing to think about. Mm. Or it's it's hard to like rationalize things like beyond your field, like your worldview or mm-hmm. like you're just your field of expertise and like knowledge. Yeah, because I haven't lived the life of a poor African boy. Correct. I haven't lived the life of an affluent British man. Africa, affluent American. An affluent American. Mm-hmm. Is that your ethnicity bit? Yeah, affluent American. I think I do well enough. Um, and that's that's another thing. Back to the money thing mm-hmm. is we talk about like being poor in america which is very different from being poor in the rest of the world yeah like if you have like what is it if you have no debt and five dollars in your pocket you're like richer than over like 90 percent, like at least half but like over 90 percent of the world it's insane which is a wrong statistic but like that's what i go off of. yeah i mean i get your point though mm-hmm. like you like you actually are very well off you have clothes on your back mm-hmm. you have a room you know yeah i have room and board I think the where I think about the concept of forever the most is I think obviously like you think of heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. We sang Amazing Grace last night in chapel. Yeah. Um, and then there's that last uh the last verse the last verse of Amazing Grace. Uh if we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God God's praise than when we first begun. Like, I don't know why the number like eighty thousand always sticks in my head when I think of forever. Um, just like this absurd, like 80,000 years, just an absurd mm-hmm. amount of time. Like that's all that, like that's like the number I think of. And it's just 
a drop in the ocean. Like it's just so like you're so like wrapped up in like time deadlines and whatever. Or like you like, or there's just like you get older, you age and you get to like death. Like it's hard to think of, but there's this kind of cosmic forever. Yeah. That like, it just, you just don't even get, or even like think of a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. just how life is just so different and stuff. But like, it's just changed so much in that short period of time. And that's still just like, not very much time since yes. God created the world. And, yeah. And that that's a joke I make sometimes. Hmm. You know, if I'm like, shoot, I'm going to be late for a thing. Or if I'm going to be, if I'm like, oh no, like I, I drove to the wrong place. It's like, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, the universe is big. Mm-hmm. If you look at the grand scheme of the universe, like I'm pretty dead on, you yeah, know? Right. Yeah. Like, and yeah, however big the universe is, if you threw a dart and you're like, half a block off like you're pretty dang close that, that's very close. that's close enough to that be. is a bullseye mm-hmm. but it's not from your like favorite reference, no you know? which yeah how do you yeah, how got, do you mentally understand even you know something even a thousand years mm-hmm. how do you comprehend that yeah it's crazy um but like it's almost comforting in a way that we don't have to because like god put us in a place where you have to care about like your life and Mm -hmm. the people around you and those sorts of things you like you like you should be aware of what happened before you what you do and impact and in the future and be conscious of the future future. yeah but like god has it all in control he had Mm -hmm. it control in control back then he has it in control right now and he has it in control in the future Mm -hmm. that it's comforting it's very it's very comforting Mm -hmm. that i like I can't comprehend, you know, beyond. I I can't really realistically comprehend beyond my life mm-hmm. or before my life, but I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. huge. Yes, and then uh, the other amazing thing is God's plan of salvation was intact through all those times. Mm-hmm. Like God doesn't change. No. So like, you were formed in your mother's womb. Like He chose you. He picked you out. And he saved you. Mm. Like, that's just what a, what a wonderful blessing that is. Absolutely. Like, always and forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's that idea that, like, you know, he chose you before time began. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What does that mean? How can I understand that answer? Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. And that, like, that's a comfort, too. I think when, you, when you're when you trying to study the Bible and, like, predestination, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, as opposed to trying to fit God within our reason and logic in our own heads, like you just take him at what he says and you say, this is as much as I can say. And that's where I can stake my faith in. And I think that just brings this weight off of you. Mm -hmm. Your salvation is not dependent on you fitting God into your own head. No, it's more dependent on God fitting you into his head. And he he can do that pretty well. He's got a big head. Very easy. um, One might say he has an infinitely large head. Oh, it doesn't even have a head, Noah. Anthropomorphism. Or is, is it the other one that we use for... Personification? Time? Yeah, that one. I think it's anthropomorphism. What is the... Is there a difference between anthropomorphism and personification? Um, anthropomorphism, I think, is... It's like when you give... Like, it's like the hand of God. Okay. I think is anthropomorphism. But, like, the love of God would maybe be personification. I'm so wrong right now. I, I feel, no I feel bad. But neither of us know. Mm, something like that. 
We just got to hit that hiss again. Just letting you guys know. Mm-hmm. We don't know where it's coming from. Is this one of those jokes where you're just passing gas and then you're like, hmm, no, I'm not. That's you that? My uncle room. did that one time when I was like <laughs> six. Um, we were up up north Wisconsin and at our little family like reunion. And they they have like like a beach and like mm. a game room, basket, little basketball court, tennis court, big like to fish on and stuff like that. And I was watching my uncle and his kids, my cousins play tennis. And then he's like, he stopped. He looked around and he like, you hear that? And I was like looking around <laughs> and then he passed gas. He's like, <laughs> well, it's like, ooh, the rare woodland tree frog. Um, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, really? He's like, yeah, you heard that? It's like, wow, you're a little nature freak, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then later that break, uh, I found this rock in the lake that was like perfectly, it was like, it was two rocks, but like they fit together mm-hmm. perfectly. Like they were just like split. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, you found a moon rock. Wow. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. That looks like it's from the moon. It was like, it was like red. And I was like, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, just a little bit. Just so then like at the end of our vacation, mm-hmm. they, uh, they give out like quote unquote awards for like, just be like stuff people did. Like, oh, like the master fisher trophy is, goes to the cousin who like caught the smallest fish or whatever yeah. like that. Um, and so naturally I, I got the nature award for all my, uh, my biological research done throughout the vacation. My dad was never able to convince us uh, that, it, that it was somebody else, but it was always very clearly a joke too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was always either barking spiders <laughs> or he would say, uh, he'd be like, Biggles did it. Biggles is our dog, for those of you that don't know. And he'd do this even when we're like in the car on the way <laughs> yeah. to somewhere. We're like, Dad, it couldn't have been Biggles. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what are you doing? What are you, you know, and us being, you know, me being like seven years old at the time yes. or whatever. Yeah, I think I'm probably, I'm, I'm like, Dad, come on, you can't, you can't trick us like that. He's like, no, no, Biggles is like a, it's like a, you know, ventriloquist? You know how they can throw their voice? Yeah, Biggles can throw his butt. <laughs> and that was his joke. And I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty funny as a kid. My dad always did the thing where, like, when he'd uh, accidentally go on the rumble strip, like on the highway or whatever, like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> he still does it, and it's still funny. Yeah, and my, and my dad does it like when you've got the ketchup bottle that's kind of empty. Yep. He goes, mm. he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Bigger pardon. Dad, stop. Do you I'm like not. ketchup? What? That's the question. Do I like ketchup? Yeah. Yeah, I like ketchup. That's a, that's like, wrong. That's a wrong opinion. Do you not like ketchup? No, it's terrible. Why? Did you know that Ranch recently passed ketchup as the most liked condiment in America? I think I know? saw that article title somewhere. <laughs> Have you ever been wrong before, Noah? Yes. Because this is one of those times. I pretty, No, I will... If I find the article, I'll put it Whether in the show notes. Whether the article is true or not, like, it's just a wrong Look, I don't opinion. know where the survey came from. I don't know. I, I don't care where it came from. I don't care if it's true. Ketchup is bad. Well, look, if you don't like ketchup, that doesn't matter. What is ketchup good on? Fries, hot dogs, hamburgers. Not brats, though. Putting ketchup on a brat is wrong. I'm looking at you, Christian. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. See, I think... 
It's just like tomato, what? Tomato toothpaste. It's just really bad. It's, it doesn't taste good. I don't like, okay, I don't like tomatoes. Except when they're spiced. But like, ketchup doesn't taste anything like tomatoes. It is tomatoes though. It, but it doesn't taste anything like them. It's still not very good. You could, Ranch is creamy and delicious. Always. Goes with many things, even things you wouldn't expect them to go on. And it's not an abomination. Like what? What wouldn't I expect ranch to go on? Pizza. It's all right. Okay. Continue. I'm trying to think of food in the cafeteria, but like there's nothing like... If you say a peanut butter sandwich, I will kick you in the Are you going to put ketchup on your peanut butter sandwich though? Maybe. As a kid, I Can you put ketchup on chicken, Noah? Yes. No, you cannot. People do. Chicken is the ultimate meat. Wow. That's true. You can do so much with chicken. Yeah, that's Sure, you can do so much with beef and whatever too, but like chicken is just so good. What about turkey? Don't you say that word to me ever again. Do you not like turkey? Turkey's good, but it's not chicken. It is not chicken. Okay. Good for Thanksgiving. I would not eat a chicken on Thanksgiving because that's sacrilege. That's fair. As a kid, I always complained that like at McDonald's when you get chicken nuggets, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want ketchup with my chicken nuggets. I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this uh, sweet and sour sauce. I don't want this. Oh, sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's is weird. I don't want this honey mustard garbage. I just want ketchup. And, you know, I go and I get my ketchup, but they've got the, they've got the little tiny cups. It's like, what? Do they think you're only going to have fries with this? Apparently, yes. Mm-hmm. Fries yeah, and ketchup. Really what are your like, thoughts on fries and ketchup? I've never seen ketchup in one of those little condiment trays. I have. Sort of things. Really? They have them. Yep. Where? Uh, Chick-fil-A. They have them ketchup in those? They not only just yeah. have little packets of ketchup? They've got the little... It's it's a weird thing. Because I'm not because looking they for ketchup either. They're little packets, but if you peel the one end, you can squeeze it out. But if you peel from the other end, you just like pull off the top and you can dip. That's innovative. Yeah. They should do that for more condiments. Such as? Ranch. <laughs> Honey mustard. Chick-fil-A sauce. Actually, you know what's really good hmm. is Chick-fil-A, they have this... Uh, is it the Polynesian stuff? It's some dressing. It's some salsa dressing. Salsa something. dressing. For what? Shoot, I feel really bad. Uh, I, mm, I can't remember the name. I okay. can't remember what it's called. It's really good, though. And dang it, I want that on everything now. And hmm. It's not just the Chick-fil-A sauce? Which no, is actually... It, which is really I, good. I have mixed feelings about the Chick-fil-A sauce. Really? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like original and good. Okay, you say it's original and good. They really just mixed mayo and honey mustard together and it's good they fooled me Noah. it's not this isn't like big mac sauce with just a thousand alley dressing and like two spices but i don't know i i'll have it on a sandwich i'll have it on my, on my chick-fil-a sandwich mm-hmm. don't really like it on fries okay yeah hmm. sorry i'm also not a big mayo guy and i'm not a big uh see and i'm not a big honey mustard guy so combining the two i can understand. doesn't make them that better i can understand then See, where mayo is really good is you fry up some potatoes um, in like a skillet or whatever. Yes. And then you put like, you just have these little chunks of potato and then you put, like they have mayo with them. Very good. You're wrong. Why? Sour cream. Sour cream is the way to go with potatoes. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Sour cream is not like a dip though. It can be with potatoes. No, you need to like, it's got to be like on something. can be with potatoes. Like sure, a baked potato. Yeah. But like, I don't. When You're I telling eat, me you don't I have a my, big bowl I, of sour cream and you take your you take your baked potato in hand, 
you dunk it in. No, and you I'm just saying, take a big no, bite I'm saying, a big potato. potato. I'm saying a big potato. You, you I, like you scoop it on. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Well, I think, but I think when I have a little, I have little pile of potatoes. Okay, you know, like a little, little potato boys. Uh, I don't want to like. I feel like I can't dip those things in sour cream because like so it's just not the right consistency for that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like I would, if I would do something like that, I would probably put them a little bit of sour cream on top of the potatoes. Yeah, my little potato pile. This has turned into the food podcast. Yes, um, that's fine. You ever had potato pancakes? Yes, I love potato potato pancakes when and applesauce. Right. Okay. Potato now pa- I had potato. Now, I had potato pancakes you're... and applesauce at the Wisconsin State Fair once. And it was so good. If it's fair food, it's not real food. It was so good. If it's fair food is not real food. You can ask my grandma. She said it was good too. I'll trust the words of your grandmother. I do not trust your words. Here's this one. This was one of my dad's. Sorry does. to put you in the description. Applesauce and pizza. He doesn't. Po- okay. Disclaimer. The applesauce is like a dip. Better or worse than what you were thinking originally. For those of you playing along at home, uh, I just made a face. But would you like to describe the face that I made? Um, slight disgust, disappointment, and I don't know. I think I, uh, the, the little glimmer, like the little last glimmer of hope you had in my like for me, just died. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> dipping pizza in, in applesauce, applesauce, unsweetened applesauce. Sorry, unsweetened applesauce. Yeah. You don't want to get all that sweet garbage in there. Like, this isn't like Mott's mm-hmm. applesauce. This is like great value brand applesauce. That. I don't know how I feel about that. It feels. Here's the thing. With food. If it's a weird combo like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like to just go with my gut reaction of this sounds like the most disgusting thing in the world. Because I do a lot of dumb things with food, especially peanut butter. We've talked about this. I don't want to go down a tangent about peanut butter because I love peanut butter. Yeah, I know. And you hate what I do with it. Yes. I feel like I need to explain a little bit now because that just just sounds weird. Uh, So I make weird peanut butter sandwiches. I'll throw weird things with peanut butter. Uh, Such as? Such as raisins, pickles, salami, chips, less weird. Uh, People don't like it when I put cheese on peanut butter. So I've made my argument before about why cheese and peanut butter. Have I given you my argument for why cheese and peanut butter go together? I don't want to hear it. You're wrong. No, here's the thing. Here's my thought. I'm going to cry. My eyes are tearing up right now. So I'm going to start with ants on a log, right? Naturally. Peanut butter, raisins, celery, right? Mm -hmm. It all works very well. That's because it's a thematic food. But nobody likes the celery. So you just lick the peanut butter and the... Well, I won't say nobody. I like celery. You like the celery. It's like my second favorite vegetable. But a lot of kids, they just lick the peanut butter and the raisins off, right? No. Plenty of kids do. I don't Maybe know. Maybe you didn't. I don't know a lot of kids, though. So. I know when I, was a, when I was a kid, I definitely did that. Okay. I know what my classmates did. So that is a thing that happens, right? Peanut butter, raisins, solid combo. When on the Wine and cheese. When, uh, also a solid combo. Can't say I've ever tried it. Ever tried it. I've never been to mm-hmm. a wine and cheese party mm-hmm. or any of that. But... That is a combo that, that is a classic combo. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking of cutting out the middleman? And I'm saying, I'm going to slide through the middleman to 
extrapolate that cheese and yes, peanut butter no, go you together. Didn't, you didn't slide gra- through the middleman. Because you, gra- you killed grapes the middleman. <laughs> you stabbed the middleman Raisins and threw him off to the side. made from grapes. You know what else is made from grapes? Wine. No. Which means that peanut butter and wine no. must go well together. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's a connection that I haven't made before. Though now I want to try that peanut butter sandwich and a glass of wine. Uh, it but, sounds like the trashiest meal ever. <laughs> <laughs> box wine. Bone apple teeth. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> so, you know, by the transit of property, peanut butter then goes well with cheese. Everyone's going to hate me for this. Please tweet in if you hate me for this. At I'll just, I'll podcast. Just, no, I'll just tell you to my to your face. I'll just tell you to your face. I kind of want to get back to this whole forever thing. Okay, yeah, bit. let's get back on to um, our real topic. Because like the other reason I was thinking about forever mm-hmm. was, so I'm in, I'm in golf class this semester. And golf lasts forever is what you're telling I'm me. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And our teacher for that class... Gave us this assignment. We we're supposed to read like this Arnold Palmer's 10 etiquette tips for golf. We we're supposed to let it write a little thing about it. But one of the things that Arnie says, as well as our teacher for that class, um, is that golf's like a lifetime sport, like something you can do forever. Okay. Question. Is this the same guy that does tennis, the class? Yes. Okay. Does he say that tennis is He a talks life- about tennis as being a forever sport mm-hmm. or a lifetime sport. It's all about those forever sports. Yeah. I think he said that about running, too. Probably. Mm. You can run forever. Not true. Incorrect. Some people lose My their legs. My knees would beg to differ. <laughs> Are you one of those people that has very little cartilage in their knees? Um, No, but I plan on being. You plan on losing all the cartilage in your knees? Yes. You're going to donate it to somebody? No, I'm just planning on being active in that I'm walking a lot. Oh, can so. I get some? Of that, can I have some of that cartilage? Oh, if you're, you're a at, bad knee, aren't you? What? Are you a bad knee person? No, my sister's a bad knee person. Ooh, her knee. I hope she's listening to this, mm-hmm. and I hope she's very embarrassed because she's listening with her friends. Uh, and she has this weird thing where her knee okay would to, like. Yeah, it's fine. Okay I think. Okay. It was a. It was really bad when she was little because mm-hmm. she would just kind of like fall over sometimes because her knees would pop weird interesting yeah but now it's just like sometimes when she bends her knees they make this awful popping noise and it's the grossest thing that's yeah anyway yeah she's not a runner Mm -hmm. but can we give her a shout out because she actually made our logo yeah actually yeah my little sister she made uh, she made our logo and that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. and then she cyber bullied us yes (laughs) i sent you that email right I don't think you did. I sent you, I think I sent you a screenshot of it. In any case, I got, so. I'm very proud of you, Noah's sister. Yes. I'm Even if proud Noah's of my not. sister too. Oh, you are? Yes. I'm proud of her. It's heartwarming. So, I don't know if I was doing homework one night or what, but mm-hmm. I see an email notification pop up for the illogically sound uh, email, which is illogically sound podcast at gmail.com if you want to email in. And we, we got our first email in. That's not a Twitter notification, and it was just titled Cyberbullying. <laughs> oh, said, I remember this now. And it said, Dear Logically Sound, you stink and are dumb. Signed, my sister <laughs> and her friend. And I'm like, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I've ever seen. You're welcome. Good. 
So forever. Mm. forever. Yeah, so, okay, so like, lifetime my, my, sports. Yeah, like because like we obviously don't agree that everything is a forever sport or anything. Mm. For example, football. <clears throat> yeah, not right. a lifetime yeah, you, sport. You just can't. You can't do everything forever. Yeah. Well, what things you what things can you do forever though? Like for your whole life. Yeah. Instead of not like forever, because. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. um, that's like for what I can understand right now, forever is until I die. Okay. Yeah. Like I I know that like. I will continue on afterwards, mm. um, and I'll like I'll be in heaven, and that's a whole wonderful thing in itself. But for my human life right now, for with like my physical body, your current working definition of forever mm-hmm. is lifetime. Yes. Okay. Lifetime sport. Let's go with that. Lifetime activity. What can you do for the rest of your life? Um, or well, as close to the rest of your yeah. life as you can. Assuming no, like, we're assuming no injuries. You're able to well, keep then relatively healthy. Be a lifetime. <laughs> We're assuming you can remain relatively healthy. Or I was going to say, like, if you just kind of like get hit by a car, like, then anything can be a lifetime sport. Yeah, because you never know when it's going to end. That's true. But, mm-hmm. but assuming you don't, you know, break your knees when you're old and you're uh, sure. Let's say you're relatively functioning. Yeah, I'd say. Mm, are we sticking with sports specifically? No. Or are we just going with that anything? anything? I'd say traveling. Of... I'd say you can. I'd say that's definitely Traveling's something because I know. Sport. A lot of people, do you say traveling is a lifetime sport? Keep going. Uh, water polo, lifetime sport. <laughs> Bull riding, <laughs> lifetime sport. <laughs> yeah, well. Traveling. Yeah, because you can, especially with, you know, planes. Mm. You know, back in the day, you wouldn't have been able to do it. Very true. But nowadays with. Mm. Not without a lot of money. With, like, you know, international mm-hmm. uh, airlines. This is the time to be alive. International Airlines, growing middle class, uh, shrinking travel costs. Relative peace. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time to travel. And assuming the world stays, you know, peaceful-ish, which, you know, is a bad assumption to make because yeah. we're always getting in world wars. Mm-hmm. Always. Never not been in a world war right now. Yeah. Mm. You know, the traveling is something that you can do yeah. and that a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of older people do do. Mm-hmm. Because, because they have... Time and no kids, and money and money. I like to travel. Like I, it's fun to travel. However, I hate like having to like plan it myself. I get that. Um, like if I have a schedule, like if someone sets a schedule for me, like great, I will go. I will have a great time following a schedule because I'm I'm just very schedule oriented, like risk averse sort of. Not like it's not like I can't do it, but like I'm in a better average headspace. Mm-hmm. Like if I know what I'm if I know what I'm doing. Tangent on that, Noah. If you know people, you know sometimes people get married. Yes. Um, do you think it's better for them to have kids right away, or to save some of that time before having kids and like travel and whatnot? Depends on who you are as a person, man. Uh, well, what are your? Th- just give me some thoughts on it, at least. As a not married person, mm-hmm. currently currently not married that could change that could change by the time we get the next episode yeah we might need to get some tax benefits we might be together that's not going to happen okay for those who didn't hear that i just winked at noah i didn't see that either thank you i didn't do it oh he did it now he now he's doing it uh but i really don't know it's a it's a interesting situation Mm -hmm. um from a purely like on a person to person basis mm-hmm. 
just because like some people some people do want that some people do want to you know like you know let's have a couple years to ourselves mm-hmm. you know no kids do some stuff and then settle down a bit and have a family mm-hmm. i mean the the risk with that of of course always comes in that a people are getting married later and later um statistically speaking and b uh as you get older it gets a harder to have kids and b more likely that your kids will have problems if you do have kids that's just stats that's just math mm-hmm. i mean the risk it's not like it's like a 60 40 risk no though. it's it's nothing insane until you get into like your 40s yeah mm-hmm. late 30s mm-hmm. that's when things really that's when it's like well if you haven't started a family by you know like your 40s then it's like hmm that's mm-hmm. mm. not saying there's anything wrong with that that's yeah. just like the reality of the it's like you know there's, there's a lot more risk involved mm-hmm. uh for women especially yeah, yeah. for men far less so yeah. sorry women yeah <laughs> but you got the short end of the stick there Eat the fruit can't help that um <laughs> Just tells it how it is, Noah. Um, like the counter to uh, we should wait so you can like travel, do stuff like that, mm. like be together is you can do all those same things when you're 55 and all your kids are out of the house, you know? And yeah. then you have money. You're not struggling. You don't have like student loan debt. Um, mm. And you may have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's pros and cons to both. Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't know how... I really sit on it because I think it's be cool to have a little like your little rugrats running around. You yeah. Know? Like, and especially when you're younger and you have a bit more energy to yeah. deal with mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'd be able to like, I'd give my kid a name, of course. Yeah. Like, could I just call him like boy? Boy. Boy. <laughs> what be God of War for? Yeah. And... Uh, be uh, Kratos. Yeah. That'd be fun though, wouldn't it? It's like, come boy. Like, okay. Okay, father. It is me, boy. I mean, I'll, I'll love him very much. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be Kratos. Probably because I'm 5 foot 11, like 170 pounds. But. Have you played the God of War 4? I don't know, PS4. Yeah, that's I've right. seen almost all the gameplay, though. Okay. I haven't played it and I haven't seen any gameplay, but I've heard it's very good. Would, what it's, would you say? It's amazing. Wow. It's looks really good. Like, it's. Have you ever ever played any of the old God of War games? I've seen James play them. Mm -hmm. It has a lot more personal feel to it. Okay. Like, it's got a great story. The gameplay is just smooth and good. And there's just a lot of different ways you can take it. Like, it's very, like, Mm story-driven. It is pretty open world, though. Decently open world, to some degree. I think that's a lot of games these days. Have you seen any, like, Spider-Man PS4 gameplay? Very little. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the DLCs to go on sale so that I can get those and play those, which I've heard are, you know, all right. But it's so much fun. The, mm, the best thing is they start you off right away. Spider-Man jumps out a window, and the tutorial is you're swinging through New York. And the swinging feels so good. Yeah, it just feels real. It, like, I uh, I was watching some... You can feel the wind through your hair. Yeah. I was watching some interviews. Mm-hmm. With some people, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, originally it was just like, quote unquote, real physics, mm-hmm. but we're like, that's not quite as fun. So they tweak the physics a little bit, so you get a little bit faster, and you swing a little bit farther, and just ah, uh, it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I'd love to be Spider-Man. No, I wouldn't. I'd be very scared to be Spider-Man. But you have that Spidey sense, though. That's like the best power. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Question. Sure. Okay, so you're a man. Right now, yes. Yes. And you're going on a field trip. Yes. Not currently, but, you know, in this mm-hmm. hypothetical. Sure. And you're at a science place, mm-hmm. and a spider comes down, bites on the hand. You're like, ooh, ouchie, ow, my hand. Spider crawls off, dies somewhere. Sure. What do you do? Go to the hospital. See, that seems like the reasonable answer to yeah. me, too. <laughs> Why did Peter not no go one to goes. the hospital? No one goes to the hospital. No. I've not seen a single Spider-Man go to the hospital. He just got bit by a spider in a lab, and the spider was blue. Yeah. Like, spiders aren't that color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know you're in a top-secret science research lab, whatever, at Oscorp. Is it, isn't, yeah. like, in the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, like, aren't they researching spiders? Yes. And if you like, got bit by a spider in a place where they're researching spiders, wouldn't you, like... Well, here's the weirdest part, is they're in the room, mm-hmm. and I don't remember how many spiders, they're like, yeah, we got 10 spiders that we're working on, and we got, they got crazy powers and whatever. And somebody's like, what are the spiders is missing? Like... That one cage is empty. There's no spider in there. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, of course, one comes down and bites Peter. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Who? Like Why? That. Why don't you go to a hospital? Why don't you? I guess maybe you're afraid that Oscorp is going to take you away and experiment on you. Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. I think Toby Maguire is just too suave to do something like that, you know? Must have been he's a very time. suave high school junior as a 30-year-old, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's say we get past that. Sure. We get past, you know... You, you, you thought get a lot about, about this Spider-Man question. I, Should I, I just have started it. with a Spider-Man quote? No. <laughs> Maybe. But you... Okay, so we get past this. You know, you're at home or whatever. Mm. And you somehow discover that you have spider powers. And we're, I'm going to say Tobey Maguire Spider-Man power. So, like, you can shoot webs from your mm-hmm. wrists, not like yeah. you have to make up, your Up, up, and away web. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? Do you do you become a wrestler? Is that what you do? Well, he was going to wanted to win money, right? Yeah. Assuming your uncle doesn't die a horrible <laughs> death that may or may not have been sort of your fault. What do you, what do, you do with that kind of thing? Because if it wasn't for Uncle Ben dying, Peter wouldn't have become a superhero. No. Or would have stayed wrestling and... State being a jerk, probably sometimes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, what would I do if I had the powers of a spider? I, I'd just probably be a freak, you know. We go to the freak show, do stuff like that. Just go to a freak show. I mean, like, what a, what marketable skill do I have as a spider? See, I don't know. You can lift things big. <laughs> Spider Man can lift a lot. You can climb up walls. You can lift many things big. Yeah, you can climb up walls. You can stop a train sometimes. He had a lot of trouble with that one. Yeah. I know this is a different quote, but I'm thinking about it now. With that great power, does there come great responsibility? I mean, you're not bound to it. Because it's not like you asked for the power. It's not, I mean, it's also not like you asked to be born, but... <laughs> no. Well, I'm just saying, it's you, you are responsible for, you know, for what you've got, mm-hmm. for who you are. Sure. Um, even if you didn't necessarily ask to be birthed into this world. Mom, I'm not saying i wish i hadn't been born i don't mean that that's not what i mean don't take it that way please mom you know, do you know your parents are lovely thank you yeah they're very easy to talk should to. i say thank you for that should i let them say thank you uh i don't know i just like your parents 
Very nice. Easy to talk to. I've met your mom. What? And she's very nice. I have seen your dad. I think I might have had, I might have exchanged a few words with him. Mm-hmm. He has a steely gaze. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I, what am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. No, my parents are scary, but they're not, they're really not. Your mom is very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad, I don't know, I haven't really had a real conversation with him, so I can't say. My, dad, my dad's great. love my dad very much. Well, the way you talk about him, I would assume he's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, parents. Thank you, parents. Good. Thank your parents, if you don't already. They do a lot for you. Or they did, at least. Got you to where you are today, maybe. You'd hope. You'd hope. So what were we talking? We were talking about things you can do forever. And we're yep. talking about traveling and then family. Mm-hmm. Family's forever. Is it? Is family forever? I was at a family reunion mm-hmm. this summer. And I don't really know too many. Like, I don't know too many of the people sure. there that well. Sure. Because it's all on, it's like my grandpa's sister, like her whole family tree down. Sure. So like your second cousins. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was this big thing. It was for their, like, 50th wedding anniversary or something. Yep. Something big, something huge. I mm-hmm. don't remember exactly what the number was. And my mom will correct me later if she listens to this. 12. But it was just, it was really moving seeing just all those people there. Mm-hmm. And those two and all their kids and their grandkids and their great-grandkids. And it it was a weird feeling. Yeah. Just seeing all of that, it's like, could that be me someday? Maybe. Yeah. That's weird to think about. Mm-hmm. There could be a come a point where I am the reason that a oh. few dozen people exist. <laughs> if yeah. tangentially. Yeah, that's how people work. Yeah. And that's like family in the, like the most strict definition of the term mm-hmm. too. Um, and like a lot like, hopefully if you can have like a positive family experience, family whatever yeah. uh, like that can last and you can have things like that that work well with limited like drama or whatever too. Mm-hmm. but then like like family's really just what you make like yeah what you make it to be like you may be a lot closer with some of your friends than your your brother or sister or whoever mm-hmm. or your cousins and whatnot um maybe uh, yeah maybe you're an only child but like all your cousins are just that close to you even if they're not direct family mm-hmm. so that is, that is something I've thought about before. So, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we went, we went to high school. We were in a dorm. Correct. We weren't in like a military school or anything. That's what people always think. Yeah. I say, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I went to a boarding school. They're like, you went to a mid- military school? I'm like, no, not, that's not what I, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I was talking to somebody at work about this. Sure. And they're like, I wouldn't be able to do that to my kids. As it, you know, as if yeah. it was a bad thing, but like I got where she was going with yeah. that. And, you know, she went on a mm. little bit about that. Just talking that it's, it'd be hard. It's like, so it's, yeah, it's hard to let your kid go. Let like your kid go. Yeah. And my parents both did mm. similar ish things. So I guess like they, they understand that a little bit more, mm-hmm. but one thing that I would say I do regret a little bit about having gone to uh, that high school as opposed to like going to a local high school. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing mm. necessarily. It's, just a it's some, it's a, it's a different thing. Like you just, you have a whole different I experience formed like these 
really awesome bonds with you guys mm-hmm. in you know and high school is like high school is very formative years oh yeah for people mm-hmm. and so i yeah i formed great bonds with you guys but i feel like i wasn't as close with my family as i might have liked mm-hmm. yeah that really like that feeling hit home for me like when we moved and stuff because we mm-hmm. moved like somewhere for my freshman year of high school yeah so like when it's like just our family living where we do mm-hmm. um and it's just completely different than where we were before you'd hope like that family is that thing you can lean on mm-hmm. and it maybe it was to more degree for my my parents and my siblings but i just wasn't there i was there like at one like every other weekend i was home mm-hmm. friday saturday left sunday to go back to school um sometimes a little more than that sometimes a little less than that but i was at school a lot more than i was at home so the friends and like the people at our school or just like that was home for me you know yeah so then i you kind of feel that it's it's, it's not really tension but this just as a disconnect mm-hmm. because home became my summer home really yeah and school was home which is like it's hard to say because like it's not like i have a bad relationship with like my parents or my siblings. Or yeah. Anything. And I'm not saying that either. I don't, yeah, so, but I don't, just I don't like, hate my siblings or my parents. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same as a lot of other people have just because mm. of boarding school stuff. I didn't go home and just do homework at my desk or mm. something like that in my room. Like I was in study hall. I didn't get to go to my brother's cross country meets or anything like that. Or my sister's basketball, volleyball games. I uh, just didn't do that. It was, yeah. It was just a different experience. Yeah. Mm. And I get like, and yeah, like even, it. The, the both of us had different experiences with that because I've lived in my same home my entire life. So high school became not so much like, you know, my new home, but more like a second home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a sense. So, it, yeah, I didn't have as much of a disconnect, I guess, between mm-hmm. home and high school. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you moving to... A, moving to a new place, and B, going to a new high school. Then. Yeah. And, yeah uh, and C, like, it was my first Christian school that I had gone to as well. I didn't go to, like, grade school true. or anything like that in either of the two places I lived, like, just because they were so small. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like I was in bad schools either. Like, the schools I were in were really good. Yeah. And I made I had really good friends, and I was mm-hmm. in a really good position to, like, have a positive high school experience. Yeah. Um, you were But then like, it's like, like I was, this is, like, the... Like, this is a picture I always use. I, I, like, everything I just got picked up is, like, put somewhere else. Like, you need, like, transplanting, like, a little tree or whatever. Yeah. Like, take it, like, wrap the roots up and just put it somewhere else. hmm And then that tree, like, like was formed by all that, that previous place. But then everything else from then, like, sprouts out from this other new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of start to lose the resemblance to the old, what the old tree looked like a little bit. It, which is hard sometimes. Because, like... Yeah. I sometimes think nobody knows anything about me before ninth grade. It's almost like that part of my life didn't exist. It's just such a for it's a foreign concept to like explain or just try to like get people to like wrap their brains around. But just like I don't talk to anybody from where I lived before. Like I had been back there one time in the last six years. Like it's just this whole formative part of my like my younger life. Like when I did sports, like. So it's like developing social skills and learning that I loved math and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like all those things going to like the high school football games, 
all that stuff is just gone and all those people have moved on mm-hmm. and they're not the same people that I left. It's kind of hard sometimes. That is really weird. I hadn't thought about like when you said that I was going to say, oh yeah, it's kind of like me because like no, pretty much nobody anyway, when I went to high school, like pretty much nobody knew me mm-hmm. yet, but that's still a very different, like you still had a very different experience than I do because like I still go home and I still see people, see people that I knew. Yep. They're like, oh, I remember you when you were two years old or whatever, and mm-hmm. you did this dumb thing. And yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I go, I, I like, I go home to my home congregation, and there's just I see new people a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been a member there for six years. You just haven't had much opportunity to no. yeah. really bond mm-hmm. with any of them. Yeah, they didn't teach me Sunday school. They didn't do the Christmas program with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the grade school. I'm around for Sundays, you know. It's a very strange yeah. thought. So, like, it weighed on me a lot more right after I moved and, like, a couple of years afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's sometimes I think about it and it's just like, hmm. Yeah. I said this at our senior faculty banquet. Um, if, like, if I looked back four years previous, like, at the end of eighth grade and, like, thought, where would I be at the end of high school? Like, that was not the place I thought I'd be. Mm. But I was glad I, I was. And I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. Like, it's funny how God works in those sorts of ways to like push you to where he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. This is a bad like verse quote, but like, like in his heart, a man like plans where he wants to go, but the Lord determines his steps. You know, mm-hmm. like what a blessing is I don't have to find my own way. You know, it took me a long time to wrap my brain around it. It's like, that's just that like God's got this. Yeah. Like he'll help get you through everything you need thinking about all of that kind of brings me back to brings me back to the quote a little bit Mm -hmm. you know nothing always stays the Mm -hmm. same yeah forever how does that go nothing always stays the same you don't stay happy forever you don't stay sad forever yeah so along with that it makes me thinking about that connected with our high school experience makes me think of uh it chapter two a little bit it just came out. No. I know it just it came out, but hold just on. just came out. Okay. Very, very minor spoiler alert for It Chapter 2. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah, I know. But there's a point where it's a flashback to when the Losers Club is all, like, when they're all young kids. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I think it's Eddie, it might have been Richie, goes, hey guys, or maybe it was Stanley. Look, it was one of them. And they go... Hey guys, do you think we'll all still be friends when we're adults? And then one was like, "Yeah, of course we will." Like, what? Then he goes up and he's like, "Yeah, but do any of your parents still hang out with their friends from middle school?" Like, and of course they all, you know, eventually they they all do come back together. Spoiler alert: if you've seen the trailer, Yikes, I guess. No. <laughs> but that I think that connects well with what we've just been talking about. You know, do you mm. think? Well, you think we'll still be friends when we're adults? I mean, I guess we're adults now. Yeah. And I guess we we have the unique-ish experience Mm -hmm. of having uh, lived in the same dorms for four years, well, for for four years in high school and then a few years now Mm. uh, through college. So we've got a bit of that going on. (laughs) So I think it's, I mean, it's far more likely that we will remain friends Mm. till the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. well, like and some other people, hmm. but well, it's 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 not like we're we're not the kids from chapter two though. 
like yeah. when you like are called workers and stuff mm. um like you've already spent that time with each other yeah um and like we've already well we will have spent by the time we're out of here eight years together mm. hopefully so and then even when you're like out and about like wherever you get your call to or wherever yeah i you can see when your like dad comes back to high, like goes to like a high school stuff yeah. or to, comes back to college that like they just know people and like how do you know this person like oh they were two classes ahead of me or whatever yeah like oh they were my my they were RA's like, tutors second cousin yeah, or whatever. That, you know, yeah. sometimes it's weird something like that, that yeah but, but like yeah. there's no people and it's just easy like easy to talk to it's not maybe you're not call every week friends but mm. you're your friends still so i'm well, not i'm not not worried about it no will we still be podcast buddies if this one gets out before the end of time maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird thing to think about beyond college yeah because i haven't thought a lot mm-hmm. about it if i'm being completely honest yeah, like, every like, now and again i have a weird existential crisis where i'm like ah mm-hmm. i'm gonna be a teacher in a few years mm-hmm. ah and then it goes away after a bit yeah <laughs> bit is that weird yeah. yeah yeah no it's it's a lot closer for you than it is for me yeah it's such a strange thought to have yeah but also like i'm wondering realistically how much can i plan for the future we've talked about this. i know before. i know we've talked about this before uh and we're, we're retreading things a bit but i was talking with somebody this morning and she was saying something about how you know she's had she's got the next well she had the next two three years of her life kind of planned out yeah but then some stuff kind of came along and threw a bit of a wrench in that mm-hmm. and she's like i this could throw a lot of things like there's a potential for it to throw a lot of things off mm-hmm. and it's you know where do you go from there yeah you, you know you think you have everything planned out but then it's like oops sorry here's a thing mm-hmm. what do you do what do you do when you're when your plans when you're like shoot i thought i had all this planned out and then you have to readjust yeah um then, but then that goes back to like you never stay sad forever yeah that's you know? true like, yeah, like, as much as there's ups and downs in people's lives, like, especially for us as Christians, it's like, there's always a bright spot in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always this wonderful confidence that, like, we are saved and we have heaven to look forward to. So then you can look, have a, a lot more positive outlook on, like, what you're going through Yeah, right that now. is true. So, like, even if you're not during the dark, like, those dark times, we have just the most amazing blessings to look forward to. And it's not, it's like, it's not as though that soothes wounds, but it can, it'll get you on the right track. Yeah. It's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, you're well, not, it, may, it, it might not illuminate you right now. Yeah. Might suck. But, it might be kind of dark in here, mm-hmm. but like, you know, there's something out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something out there for you. And you know that you're going to get there. Yeah. Maybe it's through a dark tunnel though. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. there's always good things along the way too. Maybe you can see them. Maybe you can't see them right now. But there are so a little bit back to the quote with that you know you don't stay sad forever you don't stay happy forever so there are definitely people out there that have this feeling like you know things won't get better or things can't get better and just terrible awful things happen because of that 
because these people feel like they like the world is sad. I'm sad. This won't get better. Mm-hmm. Therefore, things happen. I don't want to like try to yeah with the, with the anyways, way that I'm saying this. Anyways. I don't want to try to diminish uh, any of their problems. I don't want to try to sure. make it seem silly or anything. Mm. But I know those are those are real issues that people face. Mm. And how do you how do you help those people? It's like I know, I know. Basic answer, you know, remind them of, you know, remind them about mm-hmm. if they are a Christian, remind them about Christ. If they aren't a Christian, tell them about Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the most basic answer. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't want to listen to that. Some people are like, no, sorry, like Jesus yeah. can't help me. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? You don't. Leave. I think the most important thing to do with someone like that is just you don't leave them alone, because those dark times are often just perpetuated by your own mind. You know, mm-hmm. I think like you just kind of have to be like you just become a light in their lives. Like you see the positive side of things, you become a positive force. You know, like just like do things like positive things with them. Like mm-hmm. you go to the soccer game, even if they lose. You like ask them about stuff they're interested in. You put their happiness and needs like above your own. You know. Like, and if if at some point it's just if they're just not taking it, I don't know how much else you can do besides just be there for them. You know, because yeah. loneliness is just the perpetuator of all sadness, basically. So true. Can that be our quote for next time? Loneliness is the perpetuator of all sadness. Uh, Are we allowed to quote ourselves on this podcast? Well, you can quote me. I can't quote myself. Okay. Can you quote me? No. Okay. Once you say something intelligent. <laughs> Wow. You said you said you said cheese goes good on peanut butter sandwiches. Yes, I did. So that invalidates any smart thing you said this far. Also, you just said you just referenced the thing that we said earlier in the podcast, therefore that whole section has to stay in. That's why I referenced the wind earlier again too, and I referenced it again. So unless I cut out all these bits. You can cut out the wind bit because you've we've had enough pause between it. Yeah, I could. But I won't. Also, there was a secret. There's a secret rush of wind. Uh, that none of you know about because I didn't say anything, but I gave Bit a look. He knew when it happened. Yeah. Things don't always stay sad. Yeah. Here's the thing. Hmm. Here's a question. Just to, uh, you know, off topic from that. Sure. But still on topic with the hmm. quote. Nothing always stays the same, right? But people talk about the internet, right? The internet is forever. Sure. I understand the purpose of saying that i understand it's like hey you should be careful about what you put on the internet mm-hmm. because it will stay there for a long time yeah it it could possibly affect you for uh the rest of your life sure however what do you what do you think about the internet is it how long do you think it'll last you want me to talk about the internet well here's the thing everything that we make as people goes away eventually no. Yes. Pyramid. It'll go away eventually. Love the wheel. <laughs> you love the wheel? Is that what you just... Another hiss. Stop referencing the hiss. I'm going to keep just referencing the hiss. take it out. I don't want to listen to it. This is weird. No one wants to listen to a hiss. They probably can't even hear it. I hope they can. And it's the weirdest thing, and I don't know where it's coming from. We've never gotten it in this room before, and we've recorded in this room... Four times now? I mean, all the test pilots. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So 
We've recorded in this room seven times. You guys have only heard two of those. That shows you, that shows you how efficient we keep are. Keep going. Just keep going about the internet. Uh, where's it? Yeah, the internet. You know, everything we make as people eventually like breaks down or is forgotten unless it's something like a wheel. crazy outstanding. Wheel. Wheel, yes. Love. Well, I, <laughs> the idea of the wheel has... I understand what you mean. Has pyramid. stuck around. Pyramid, man. Yeah. Pyramids stick around. Yeah, the pyramids are because they're big. They're these big physical objects. All those cool, uh, like, um, they have all those like giant Buddha statues. Mm-hmm. Like, not that Buddha is cool, but it's just like they just carve these gigantic statues. That's yeah. crazy. Now these are these are physical objects that can be uh, destroyed, I guess. But the internet also sort of a physical object that can be destroyed if you break Amazon. If you if you set fire to all of Amazon servers. That's a lot of the internet. Sure. So. You can't get them all though. No, you can't. But how much, how much would it take to get rid of the, I know this is a different question. How much would it take to get rid of the internet? Take out the power plants. Which power plants? All of them? Yeah. Just take out a power grid. Yeah. And it's lost for some people. And like, if you slowly like bleed that out, you know, that just people don't have this thing. I don't like talking about war in a while. Did you watch the, uh, so when Blade Runner 2049 came out, they had those little like skits, not skits, but they had those like little animations and whatever that like tell the story between the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Did no. you watch any of those with no. me? Maybe it was just me. I think I went Blade Runner 2049 not knowing anything about what a Blade Runner did. Yeah, I know. But I thought we watched some of those afterwards. No. In any case, there's one about the blackout or whatever which they reference in 2049 but this talk this little animation talks a bit more about it i mean essentially the power grid for the for a large portion of the world just went down hmm. i don't remember exactly how it happened it had something to do with replicants but yeah that went down and then it screwed up all their records for like everything hmm. so like the internet goes down let's say the internet goes down i know i keep changing the question <laughs> let's say the internet goes down where where do we go? What do we do? We've talked about that before, I think. Have like, we? Maybe in our personal lives, but I don't remember. Yeah. Like if society collapses. Like what is a school? school I'm not saying on? society collapses. I'm saying the internet goes. Like what do you do? Yeah. Like, I mean, like everything hinges on the internet right now. Yeah. You go to a library now. That's where you go. But even the library relies on the internet. Not the... I mean, not the books. The book. Yeah. The books don't. But things become more daylight-based... Probably just because like you have electricity still, mm. I would imagine like meetings and stuff like you have to like know when yeah. things happen and like you probably, I don't know, like a lot of time is based on like internet stuff right now for like us, like, but like every clock I look at basically is internet. So like you just like when the sun peaks over the horizon. How did people calculate hours? Sunday. Before Sunday. clocks. Sunday. Yeah, I know, but it's like, oh, it's the third hour of the day. What? What do you mean? What do you mean the third hour? Do you just look at the angle of the sun and say, yeah, it's about the third hour? Well, here's the thing that you could do. You look, you don't look at the sun, but you know where the sun is. Yeah. Um, you do like one. That's like how you tell time when you don't have a clock and you're in the mm-hmm. middle of the, the wilderness. You like hold up, I think it's four fingers. Is like about an hour 
and then you like two, three, stack them on top of each other. It's not perfect, but that's like how it's, tell how you saw how much daylight you have left. And I guess that might work like not near the solstices. <laughs> when you get to when you get, the closer you get to those, the more off your hours are going to be. So it's about though, like the days were not equal length, and they knew that. Yeah. So. I'm just saying back in the day, like, how did they calculate how long it was? You're asking me how they did clocks. Maybe. Look, I don't, do you know, do you know anything about how they did clocks? You asked me how they did clocks back before they had clocks. Yeah. When I don't even use a toilet that, like, I have to flush anymore. (laughs) Like, it does it itself. You know what bothers me? On this campus, some of the toilets flush themselves, some of them don't. Make it consistent. I'd rather have them all be hand flushed or all be automatic flushed. How about this? Be responsible. Know where you're flushing. <laughs> yes. But it's sometimes it's even within the same bathroom. Uh, baloney. Who cares? Know which ones are which. It's, fr- look it's at a frustrating. Toilet. How about look at a toilet before you no, go to the bathroom? The I do. I do. I check the things, right? Mm-hmm. I flush. I'm a responsible I'm person. I'm the one who's right. I've had so many times where I walk into the bathroom, it's like they didn't flush. What are you doing? Flush the, do- just flush the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I just No, you... Me? When you see that, flush the toilet. Yeah. Who cares? Like, I know it's gross and wrong, but like, just deal like, with it. It's, I don't know, it's their responsibility. Dang it. Understood. Just be a man or a cleaning lady. One of the two. Yes, I do. I do. And I do do that, but I'm frustrated. <laughs> I do do. <laughs> but I'm frustrated with it. I understand. Frustrated with people. You're going to put up signs? Not flushing the toilet. Are you going to put up signs? If it becomes a problem, I will. It's always a problem. It's not a big enough problem that I've noticed yet. It's always a problem. Just, it does it's not big enough in my life where I care, so. All right, here's a question. Seat up or seat down? If, I'm saying not like public toilets where like there's no, like, there's no like cover. Sure. Because you, you never put, no, never mind. But the, like the cover, mm-hmm. you leave the cover up, leave the cover down. When? What like I, you leave I, the bathroom, do you put the do you leave the cover up or do you put it down? Like in my own bathroom at my own house? Yeah. Just close the whole thing. Close the whole thing. Just close the whole thing. Then it's always one way. You always have to open it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I, I absolutely agree. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad to validate your experience <laughs> in the restroom once again. All right. Anything else you have, Noah? Uh I don't have anything else important to say. All right. Is that episode three? I suppose it is. Wow. Well, uh, what do we do at the end of the episodes? Should we write that down? Should we write down what we do? Because we do this so little that... No. I think this is part of the charm we have. This okay. is the only reason people like us is the the outro. It's when the... we're ending. So Because when we're when done, we... they're like, thank the Lord. We're done. Yes. Everything's done, finally. I don't have to listen to the Don't drag it out, no. Let's just sign hour. off. <laughs> I'm going to drag it out as much as I can. All right. So. This was the third episode of Illogically Sound. You can catch us on Twitter at IllSoundPodcast. Email us at IllogicallySoundPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on LinkedIn at, we don't have a LinkedIn account. We have a Spotify. That's where we mostly of you listen. If not all of you listen. It's where a a good majority. Mm Mm-hmm. And Apple Music and Google Play Store. 
Yeah, we're on Google Play Music now, finally. That, that took me forever to figure out. Oh, you actually got that? Yeah, I actually got Google Play Music to work out. Awesome. Or Google Podcasts, I guess, because Google Just use got... Spotify. Yeah. All right. All right, I think that's it. All right. This is Jacob Donald Bitter signing off. This is Noah, Noah Arnold. I'm not going to say my middle name. So I don't want, I want the people to... I want the people to keep guessing. I know what it is. I'm just going to say it if you don't. All right. It's Matthew. It's Matthew. Matthew. All right. Signing off. Bye. This is the end of the show. (laughs) Signing off.